Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, this is Ed Spangenberg from Click Tea Shop. And if you're down in the dumps and you need something to pick you up, there's only one thing that will do. What's that? The Shout It Out Loudcast with Tom and Zeus. Uninhibited and uncensored for your listening pleasure. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to the Shout It Out Loudcast. Don't turn your radio dial. Don't turn your radio dial. You're in the right place. Because <laughs> it's time for another bonus episode. Just bring on the laughter, whatever. We're calling this one episode three. If you let us, we'll make you black and blue too. Tommy and Zeus, how are you? Wow, that's an intro right there. You can't put a price on that one. Thank you, Sonny. What's up there, buddy? Glad to have you. Zeus, oh, what's man. up, my friend? Um, I am happy that somebody else <laughs> fucked up an opening <laughs> because I've been doing it for how many episodes before this? That's awesome. Thank you, Sonny. I feel so much better. I did it just for you. Oh, see? What a what a gift. What a gift. <laughs> so what's everybody up to here? What do we got? Everybody uh, feeling good and everybody's locked down? Uh, cabin fever? Anybody pulling the Jack Nicholson yet on their family? Uh, no, <laughs> not here. We, we got a different lockdown than you guys got. Cause we're, we're now martial law, but the government kind of came over the top and said, stay at home. Yeah. And, uh, cause the counties, each County was doing something different and the governor got pissed off and said, all right, every County stay home kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so we don't know, you know, some people are saying two weeks, some people are saying three months, <laughs> who knows who to believe. What do you guys got going on? Well, I'm, I'm in New Hampshire, so New Hampshire, it's pretty much, it, there's no lockdown or shelter in place, but it's just the, pretty much everything is closed. Um, the only thing that's open right now, supermarkets, uh, pharmacies, and then like the, a couple big box stores like, uh, Home Depot, Lowe's, Target, Walmart for essentials, but not, nothing, nothing's open. Um, I work in Massachusetts. S- things are pretty similar. Those two governors kind of operate the same. Um, but I'm hearing some rumors that the governor of mass may drop a bomb tomorrow with a lockdown. Tomorrow, uh, today's Sunday. Uh, what's today? Sunday, the 22nd we're recording. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. It just sucks, but we got music and podcasts to keep us busy. Ooh, they dropped a bomb on me. Is that what you just said? The gap in baby, baby. You dropped the bomb right. on me. Yeah. Next uh, next month's bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, as Tommy would say, whoo, exciting conversation. Government talk on Shouting <laughs> Out Loudcast. Hey, it's the only thing going on in the world right now. So, unfortunately, everybody's talking about it. I hear you, brother. Yeah, you hear you. I hear you, fruitcake. Tell me more. 
<laughs> so what's up with you? Why don't you tell us something? Me? Yeah, you. Yeah, you. Yeah, you know the third guy on this podcast. Yeah, you. Me? I got nothing. I've nothing? got nothing. All right. Well, then let's get into it. <laughs> what about taping? What about taping? Nothing. Yeah. Huh? I'm sorry. You know. Yeah. I hear you, fruitcake. You got to help me out, though, if you could. I would. So usually we talk about what news or something like that. Unfortunately, there's no news because nobody's on tour. Nobody's doing anything. Um, Sonny, anything going on? And you're on the West Coast. Anything over there? Everything's closed, obviously. Uh, You know, it depends on what you believe about all this stuff, you know, conspiracy theories and all that. When it became real for me is when Vegas shut down. Yes. No, it's real, right? Because yes. Vegas does not shut down and they just put a 30 day shutdown down. So I don't even think some of those casinos have doors. I think they had to put like security people there. <laughs> That's right. Cause it's all, right. Cause it's always open every day, no matter what. That's right. So, True. uh, you know, this concert thing, there's people canceling. There's some postponing. Some people are postponing to like May or June, but there's nothing that says everything's going to be back to normal till May or June. Right. You could take a chance and be, I guess, one of the first shows out there. But what if only 10% of people show up? Like, you know, I don't know. I, I, some of these guys are outright canceling some of these big tours. I mean, that's, there's got to be losing tons of money, right? I mean, you got to put money out first. And so I, I can imagine that the promoters are going nuts. That's why there's insurance. You hope. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these summertime, I mean, once the, the weather starts to turn in a few months and that's when you see all these massive summertime festivals and, you know, hopefully those things, hopefully those things will be, will be able to, you know, be, uh, be perform have, have the performances because, you know, that's a, that's, that's a, a ton, a ton of money for the bands, the promoters, you know, I mean, you know, and, and, the, and, the, and for the fans too, I mean, a summer with, I mean, it's bad enough. There's no sports right now. I mean, imagine a summer with no sports and no concerts. It's just unfathomable, and I hope we don't get to that point. There's still podcasts. That is true. <laughs> that is true. That is true. And maybe we'll maybe we'll shake it up. You know, people don't have anything to watch. Maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe soon we'll do a live a live Ooh, podcast if we, ah. if, we could, if we could figure out that technology. Who knows? Well, what I've been trying to tell these numbskulls is oh, we, we need go. to get we need to get the group of us, our group chat text people yep. on a live YouTube video where all yep. of us are talking and people can jump in. Yeah. I said, yeah and we're, and we're the numbskulls, but he doesn't know how to do it either. <laughs> <laughs> cause he keeps pawning it off the fuck old leghorn. Cause he don't know how to do it. Oh, here we go. Oh. <laughs> See, you start this and then you get me going and then he gets all mad at me. Oh, <laughs> Um, in other news, our uh, the gambler passed away. <laughs> oh, I know, brutal. Uh, unbel- 2020 is just the fucking worst year, man. I mean, you lose Neil Peart, you lose Kenny Rogers. This whole shit's going now with the with the virus. It's just, well, oh, just brutal. And everybody loves Kenny Rogers. I don't care if you're a country fan or not. He is just one of those universal icons. Just, just, oh, too, too he much. He looked like he was 65 when he was like 25. Yeah. He, he looked, he looked so old back then. So when you think about it, when he died, like, oh, what is he? A hundred? He wasn't yeah. that old. No, he wasn't. Still look good. I thought at 80. Shit. He looked oh, fine. Plastic surgery. Sure. Yeah. Helped. But it, it wasn't bad plastic surgery though. You know, you've seen bad. 
like Tom Jones. That's bad plastic surgery. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't, I, I don't, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, God rest his soul. I, I, Kenny started to look a little plastic near the end. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he did. He did. He did. <laughs> yeah. he, uh, you did know, you I'm sorry. That, did you see that nice tribute by Dolly Parton on him? She's, she's that was so awesome. wonderful. Yeah, she's was- just amazing. She's one of those figures. Like I would say, Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash and Dolly Parton that liberals and conservatives love. Yeah, everybody loves them. Only yeah. ones that can co- go across party lines. Everybody thinks those three are like national treasures because yeah. they appeal to all aspects of life. And Dolly Parton, God bless her, she gave a nice tribute. But she's always, I've seen that because I, you know, me, I'm into big country music and all yeah. the big country stars. They're all the the classics that were still left are dying off. And she always has like these nice, kind words and with yep. a smile. And she obviously had the big, and she used to do. Um, Duets with them had the big hit. Um, Islands in the stream. Yeah, that's. Oh. I remember when I was little. Did you ever have truly tasteless jokes? Yes. yes. Remember the fucking one about Dolly Parton? Dolly. What do you call it? Dolly Parton doing the backstroke. Islands in the stream. Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ Almighty! That's the first time I've ever heard that. That was Is awesome. That- I think that we was, just did, that was did in we, the book. Did we just introduce a new segment, Zeus's joke of the week? <laughs> Truest, tasteless jokes. Everybody, I remember those. Oh my god, Islands in the Stream. That was a good song. It's a great yeah. song. It's it yeah. is. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So more bad news. No concerts and people dying. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, boy, this awesome. episode's starting off with a bang. Thanks, guys. <laughs> hey, I no, know it's okay. Hey, but it, um, it is what it is. Let's let's steer this. Last last episode we did about a month or so ago, we yep. did slide it in. We got great feedback. We'll read that those um, comments on that at the end of the episode. That was a lot of fun doing uh, slide it in with White Snake. Oh, absolutely iconic album. It was terrific. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, you talk about some of the best music in music history. That's easy. I don't know if we got that today. But it's easy when you do it with slide it in. <laughs> yeah, but would you say, I'm thinking out loud here, and help me out, guys, release dates. All these albums that we've done, the first three are within five years, right? This is 88. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. 88. Did- A- Appetite was 87. Slide it in. Well, it depends on if you're talking about the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, UK and the US. I thought, so. uh, I thought it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So within basically within a five-year period, all these albums. Uh, we're not we're not dating ourselves, right? <clears throat> <laughs> hey, maybe we'll expand. Maybe we'll hit the nineties soon. Who knows? Yeah, I know. But I mean, look, we're gonna do uh, a fun one today again, and this and this one's a little bit polarizing. But you know, uh, I'll leave it to Sonny to throw something up your way, Tom. Brb, I gotta go. Uh, coronavirus proof. Some of the toys I got in my closet. Oh well. Speaking of toys that Sonny has in his closet. A little word from our sponsor here, the great adamandeve.com. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter offer code LOUDCAST at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you will both enjoy. And... Six free spicy movies plus free shipping. That's promo code loudcast at adamandeve.com. And right now, I think Sonny is placing his order as we speak. 
if uh, the promo code was black and blue, I'm in. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Here we go. Oh, man. Zeus, you got Adam and Eve's got those, too. I know. <laughs> Zeus, you got some thoughts on that, man? That dirty man Sonny here visiting again? Oh, man. This is perfect. This is up his alley because what do I say about him in our tweet? In our tweet? In our text exchange? He is the horniest man I've ever fucking met. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm the nicest guy on that damn text group. We, we, we never said you weren't nice. Everybody, yeah. acknowledge, everybody acknowledges that you're a great guy. No, no doubt. No doubt. But I'll tell you right now, I, I'm not even sure you have pants on right now. <laughs> I'm like Yogi Bear. I ain't got no pants on. Exactly. You got a tie and a collared shirt, but there's no shirt. And a hat. The collar. Exactly. That's all right, boys, you ready to get into this one? Let's do it. This album, um, we've all taken turns. The first bonus episode we did, we decided. And that was Guns N' Roses' Appetite Destruction. We all agreed on that. The next, Tommy, I believe yep. you picked Slide It In from Whitesnake. This one is on Sonny. I know Sonny is a huge Sammy Hagar fan. So, Sonny, want to tell us why you wanted to do OU812? I think uh, this is one of those albums that define and divide Van Halen fans, right? The people that were willing to give Sammy a shot, listen to 5150, you lost some, you gained some, you get to OUA12 and you probably lost some more and gained some more, who knows? Uh, But you'd ask 10 rock fans, tell me about OUA12, I think you're going to get like five different answers, right? And it's either... You like it or you don't, but you'll get all kinds of different answers where I think if you ask 10 people about appetite, you're pretty much going to get the same answer. So that's why I wanted to pick it figure. We'd be a little differing on this one. No, absolutely. It, it, it makes it interesting to have something, um, that not everybody loves, you know, some ups and downs. Like you said, the first two albums were terrific. Um, and we gave them uh, nice foot rubs for most of the episode, but this one, uh, this one will be interesting. I think we're all going to have our own thoughts and experiences on this one. Zeus. Yeah, I, I would agree. I like that Sonny went a little bit to the left on this one or to the right, whatever way you want to say, but, um, it's not a perfect unanimous, like, oh, we all love this album. I know that it's going to be a little bit polarizing out there, but we want opinions. We don't want just exactly like Tom, Tom said in our first episode, Sonny, when we introduce ourselves, we don't give foot rubs to kiss and we're not going to give foot rubs to albums here. So I want us to pick stuff that we love and maybe the other two guys don't love it. And this is something that's interesting. Let's I'll save all the comments for the songs as they come along, but uh, I'm glad you picked this. I'm familiar with this, very familiar with it. Um, We usually start these albums before we break down the facts about our first experience. And um, let me just, since I've got the mic, I'll tell you real quick. Um, I, you know, like everybody in that era, I was always a fan of Van Halen amongst Kiss and a bunch of other albums. Van Halen was always there, a big band that I, when they released an album, because you start, you start thinking about how old you were when 84 came out. So I got that. Then I got 5150, and I remember my brother really got into Van Hagar, as they said, and he had that VHS concert. Do you remember that VHS concert? What was it called? I forget. Live Without a Net. Thank you. And we watched that over and over and over again. And Sammy, I was was familiar with him because of You Can't 
drive. Uh, I can't drive 55. So I knew who he was. And then he just released his, didn't he release his solo album before he did 5150? No, it was in between. In between. Yeah. Okay. So in between uh, OU812 and uh, 5150, right? Yeah. Because he owed one more uh, album to Geffen. Yep. Okay. And so I was familiar with his kind of style. This album came out. I bought it. Um, I remember thinking it's not as hard rock as 5150, but. You know, MTV was around then. I saw the videos. I liked it. I had it in my collection. I played it. So, you know, I just continued it. it I didn't fall off. I didn't say, well, oh, fuck this Van Hagar shit. I liked it. I can chew gum and walk at the same time. Don't have to be like, oh, I can't. wait a minute. This isn't David Lee Roth. This isn't real. So that's my impression. Uh, how about Tommy? Yeah, I have very vivid memories. Um, this is one of those albums <clears throat> in my uh, collection um, that really takes me to a particular time. Uh, so I loved I'm a huge Van Halen fan, huge Van Halen fan. And, you know, whether you say Van Halen, Van Hangar, to me, I love it all, but it's almost two different bands. So when people say, which one do you like better? It's really hard to answer that. Um, I loved 5150. I was excited when this came out. Um, it was released May 24th, 1988. I'm guessing that was probably right around the Memorial Day weekend, right, right at the beginning of the summer. And the memories that I have of this are so clear that my best friend growing up, my childhood friend, had a place down the Cape. And I had just gotten this. And I can't recall, can't recall if I had the CD and put it on a cassette or if I had the cassette. Because CDs were out in, at this time in 88. They were just kind of new. So I think I had the CD and, and, and put it onto a cassette. So we went down to his place. It was probably Memorial Day weekend. We went down to his place down the beach. And, uh, you know, we had the, the cassette boom box. And um, we just listened to this nonstop front to back, everything on it. And at that time, it was, it was back in those times when you, you didn't really know anything about an album. And you learned about it by listening to it from start to finish. Um, you know, and there's a couple songs when we get into the track by track, I'll talk about it, but some, just some, some memories of this album, um, that, you know, one of the reasons why I still listen to it today, love it or hate it. Sonny. Yeah. For me, loved 5150, um, 18 when this album comes out, I'm working at target and I work in the electronics department. So I have music and movies. And if you remember back in the day, releases came out on Tuesday. Yep. So we had this thing on Friday, but we track when something sells through the registers. Now I'm not going to say I might've opened up a copy <laughs> to listen to in the camera sound area, maybe before Tuesday, but it wasn't sold. Let's put it that way. I didn't steal it. I just maybe opened one up and listened to it. Um, I remember thinking, okay, this one's not 5150 because right out of the, you know, right out of the gate, you don't feel the same punch, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But, uh, you know, Van Halen's all about when you came in, and I came in after 1984 was already over. So Van Hagar was my Van Halen at the beginning, and I went backwards. And I remember saying, oh, the songs are better, but the singer's way worse. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and I went backwards. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but I was already a Sammy fan, and I've always been a Sammy fan. So, uh, yeah, this uh, this album, I mean, I was looking forward to it. That's why I had to open it, because I absolutely love 5150. Yep, great album. Yep, absolutely. So, um, 
Let's talk about the album itself. I got the CD when it came out. Yep. You look at the front cover. It's another one of these, I hate to say it, cliched meet the Beatles type album cover, right? Yeah, it's 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 a pretty horrible cover. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's wrong. It's, what's that? It's wrong. If it's, it's gonna be the Beatles cover, Beatles goes Lennon, Harrison, McCartney, Ringo. So then this album cover so really goes Sammy, Eddie, Michael, Alex. Yeah, yeah even if know. even if they did it that way, it's still terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Be- because th- this is not a rock band album cover. I, I don't want to see that. I either want to see the really cool graphics from the David Lee Roth era, like that kind of stuff, or even 5150 had some weird, confusing, you know, artwork At- on the front. Atlas. With- right, right. Like, but right. You know, but this is just like a bunch of serious guys staring at the camera like they're really not sure what they're supposed to be doing. And it just doesn't if it's not like, wow, the new Van Halen album. Look at this. And then the title of the album. So what the what are you talking about? And then, you know, Sonny or Zeus, I mean, do you want to get into the, you know, the urban legends about the about the title of the album? What, what people think that might be about? So you want to gloss over the monkey holding the on top of the Darwin statue, whatever it is. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. That's true too. Yeah. What, like, what is that? A little too, a little too artsy fartsy. It's Van Halen. Relax guys. <laughs> it's not them picking it anyway. Warner's brothers doing all that shit. Uh, the album, but still, yeah, the album, some think it's a, a, a dig on David Lee Roth. Cause he said, eat him and smile. So it's like a, Oh, you wait one, two. There's some data out there that the OU812 was a license plate in a Cheech and Chong movie. Uh, there's some out there that says it was some sort of a, a a number that Sammy saw on the side of some van, and that's where it came from. Some people say the other album names were supposed to be Bone or Rock and Roll. Dude, who knows what's true? Van Halen Camp, you know, they're not like the Kiss Camp. They don't say nothing. They they don't have a Gene Simmons. They don't. They never say anything no. about anything. No, that's right. I yeah. mean, and it, there was a, there was another one you mentioned. You mentioned the Cheech and Chung and the the side of the truck thing. Um, it was scribbled on a cinder cinder block, which was mounted on the payphone that the cab drivers use in the TV show Taxi. I yeah, mean, oh yeah, I heard about that too. I yeah. mean, come on. I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. It's it it's just it's a it's it's a bad album cover. Put it that way. It's a bad <laughs> it's a bad album cover. It's a bad album title. Um, so it, it does it it's. It's tough to get people to be like, whoa, let's get, let's get however you say this album today. <laughs> so you would have rather had the album name black, black and blue. Yeah. And the cover Adam and Eve products that Sammy's using on Eddie. <laughs> hey, that's what it takes, but you're right. Black and blue, black and blue would have been terrific. But I think, I think there is something to the eat and smile urban legend. I, I think, I think there is, but so then know. explain it to me, walk me through it. What did you just say? Explain it to him. Explain it to him. It's as simple as David said, I basically ate him and smiled. And yeah. Sammy's saying back to him, oh, you ate one too? That's exactly. it. Okay. Exactly. Okay, I still don't get it, but that's all right. Like, uh, what kind of a comeback? It's not like an insult. That's the oh, point. Wait, wait, that's the point. It's stupid. <laughs> that's what we're saying. It's just bad. Maybe they're stupid. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Maybe they're stupid. Yeah. (laughs) 
All right. So and then the tra- and then the track the track listing we talked about this before we started recording. The track listing is as alphabetical on uh, on on the back of the of the CD. You know, it's like they're pulling like a kiss with like when the kiss when they released albums in the seventies and the track listing wasn't what you were hearing. So the track listing is alphabetical instead of sequential. So when we do the track by track, we're going to do it sequentially, not the way it appears on the back of the CD, which is alphabetical. Well, and they for were you just, youngs- Oh, sorry. No. For you youngsters, you would say, well, you just Shazam it and you'll know what song is playing. There's no Shazam. <laughs> well, there is a Shazam in 1988, but he don't know how to do this. No, no, that's a Superman. <laughs> that's a superhero Shazam. <laughs> you said that exactly. they followed, followed like Kiss does on their stuff. You know that because they were discovered by Gene Simmons. Oh. Uh. From, from Kiss. Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Gene Simmons from Kiss. Oh, you're not from the Brady Bunch, Gene Simmons? But you have. But the best part, you have to you do that. Pause little, that. But, but you, you have to do that little it. pause. Yeah. This is Gene Simmons from Kiss. <laughs> from Kiss. <laughs> you gotta add that part too. Well, you're right. No, but Sonny, you're right. Oh, oh it's not the other Gene Simmons. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that. Because Richard Simmons' brother? <laughs> there was the famous 50s actress, Gene Simmons. She was in a lot of big Hollywood movies. Oh, with and I'm, the sure, I'm sure people would have been like, is this Gene Simmons from Kiss or the Hollywood actress who's a woman? <laughs> from the black and white movies. Remember, she was a maid was in Maude's preemptive uh, sitcom from the 1943. Oh, what the hell was she in? Was she like the Ten Commandments or something like that? She was in one of those fucking sword and sandal fucking Paul Stanley lyric songs. <laughs> Time Traveler. Hey, Paul, let's not go there. I love that song. Time Traveler. What would we call that, Tom? Indiana, uh, Paul Stanley in the Temple of Doom. <laughs> Oh wait! Speaking of speaking of time travel, can, can we veer off for a second? I know this isn't a kiss episode, but do, do you want to say something about about what what's going on with our with the, with our main uh, with our main podcast? Oh, the fact that we're honestly taking a little bit break of you know all the kiss talk and stuff we're doing online. We're doing the kiss polls and the kiss non makeup madness tournament. And you know what? We had this plan. We didn't want to drop it last week in the beginning of the tournament. But we think if we drop this one now, you know, it's a nice break from the kiss stuff. And uh, yeah. obviously, you know, we're not going to, you know, do too much uh, kiss talk today, but it gives us a breather a little bit. Yeah. It's anytime you segue into time traveler, you just can't not talk about kiss. So, Absolutely. but so a, cu- a couple little things about the album. It says uh, that the album was dedicated to Eddie and Alex's father. Uh, I don't know if it's pronounced Jan or Jan. Because I don't know, um, he died when he was sixty-six. The the liner notes of the album they, they say this one's for you, Pa. Um, he had previously. This is some good inside trivia, which I didn't know. We from Diver Down, which we'll eventually get to that album, hopefully on a bonus episode. He had previously appeared playing clarinet on the song "Big Bad Bill" is Sweet William now on <clears throat> Diver Down, which is a fantastic David Lee Roth era Van Halen album. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't know. What do you want me to say? I don't know. Okay. You're going um, to hit, you're going to hit like the pause button, like Kramer with the Merv Griffin. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> Drink some sweet. I got a cracker here somewhere. Hold on. I was just going to say, have some crackers. <laughs> All right, let's take a short break.
Yeah. We're back. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. So So when you go ahead, I was going to say, so the album was released May 24th, 1988. Uh, I believe that was the end of our freshman year, Tommy. I don't know where you were, Sonny, at that point. Yep. Uh, California, working at Target, baby. Yeah, Started we my were, career. Um, we had just finished our first year in high school, and uh, yeah, it's a summer album. I remember more. I don't know. I don't have the vivid memories of this album. I more remember Fifty One Fifty as a summer album because. Hot summer nights yep. in my radio. Yeah, no, you're right. That was Van in my Halen. head. Van Halen. They dominated band. that summer, right? Van, ha- Van Halen's a summer band to me. Yep. I mean, I I, I, yep. I could listen to them anytime, but Van Halen is just a summertime band for me. You know, Absolutely. And, yeah. And so this album was produced by Van Halen and Don Landy. So no more Ted Templeton by this point. Well, so Don Landy is Templeman's engineer. Yeah. So I think they were trying to go on the cheap here. And yep. thinking they're going to get the same sound, uh, they was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit different, a little bit different. Yeah, but they tried the old, uh, here we go again, Paul and Gene approach. We'll produce it and then bring somebody else to be like, yeah, turn that knob, turn this and turn that, but we're controlling. And we see what happens. 
you still have some of the core stuff for the band, but without somebody saying, no, believe me, this is better. Sometimes the band just, you know, go get away from itself and they can't control some of those urges. Maybe this is one of those examples. Um, the other part to this, I would like to say is this album did go to number one, like most Van Halen albums do. Um, and it's, I think certified four times platinum has probably gone on from that more. I don't know of any Van Halen, Van Halen album, uh, from Hagar to Roth that didn't go multi-platinum for an album, for an album that is polarizing and some, you know, kind of love hate in the catalog of Van Halen. This had some monster singles, like, like songs that even if you're not a Van Halen fan, you know, these songs, and, you know, I think that's a testament to this album. I think those, I think that covers up, um, a lot of the weaknesses with this album. Um, but then I look at it almost from a different angle too. I think some of the polarizing aspects of this album, when you mention OU812 to people, you think of those hits, you think of, you know, when it's love, you know, very, very over the top ballad. Um, you think of finish what you started great song, but very different, you know, kind of a, a country kind of you know, very different sounding song. You think of feel so good, alt, very keyboard heavy. Um, you know, you had Cabo Wabo and black and blue, but black and blue. But I think the problem with this album, why it took kind of a beating after it was released was that all of the songs that kick ass on this album were never really released as singles. And they were buried as deep cuts on it. Cause when we get into it as on the track by track, I mean, those singles that I mentioned, they're good songs, but they're, they're a little bit light. They're not like rock songs and there are rock songs on here, but you had to, you had to go out of your way to listen to them because the radio wasn't playing them. Yeah. And I think Warner brothers is smart enough to know ballads are killing it right now. Right. Absolutely. Between wanted dead or alive and better roses and every rose has its thorn and I won't forget you and all this other shit that's out there. And some of it's shit. Some of it's not shit. I like a lot of the ballads. Yep. Uh, I don't think you were going to get, a uh, 70s style Van Halen album. That was not going to happen. And I think the reason it is love-hate is because some of these songs are damn near perfect. And then some of these songs are damn near shit, right? Yep. So it's like, it, it has both sides is the problem. And it's yep. not an album, honestly. I don't know of any single person that I've ever met that can listen to this album front to back and be happy with it. I have yet to meet that person. Well, let's find out all about it. Let's start off with the first track. You guys ready to start? Let's, let's go. go. Okay, here we go.
So mine all mine, according to Sammy, best Van Hagar song he has ever written. Said that in his book. Problem with the song is, you know, the album doesn't exactly start with punching you in the head, but it does show a little bit of growth in Van Halen, right? That they're going to be a little bit different. I think people were happy to get about three minutes in and actually hear that Eddie was okay, that you were still going to get this great Eddie solo. And, uh, you know, the lyrics, I kind of like them because it might be some of the best lyrics on this, uh, album, honestly, because you know, the devil's fun, but he's not helping me. The God's there, but I don't know if I should believe, you know, I just kind of got to be me like that whole thing. We've seen that in plenty of songs over time that always resonates. Well, it's a, it's a good song in my opinion, uh, but it doesn't exactly punch in the head. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of this song. I, you're right. It starts off. It's, it's, it's got the, you know, it's kind of got that heavy, that heavy synth keyboard to it. Um, but it's an interesting song. Like you said, the, you know, the lyrics, um, you know, and you know, Sammy was quoted as saying it was the first time in my life I ever beat myself up, hurt myself, punished myself, practically threw things through the windows trying to write these lyrics. Um, and it is, it's a very unusual song. If you're a Van Halen fan, Van Halen doesn't write songs like this. You know, they don't talk about God and they don't talk about that, you know, you know, forgive me, father, for I have sinned. That's it's very unusual, and it's a very unusual way to start a Van Halen song. But that being said, um, I, I think it kicks ass. I think Sammy's vocals really soar um, throughout certain parts of the song. Um, a lot of the points uh, I'm just going to add to it and agree with you guys. Um, the synth, the keyboard, the lyrics. But I'm like still confused of what it's really all about. He talks Allah in the East, Jesus in the West. And at one point he says, mine all mine, baby. So I'm like, if that's a deep song, who are you calling Baby. And then it's, right. is it about religion? I don't know. It's, there's, you know, it's, um, it's a, you know, introspective little, you know, deep song. And, um, it, it, it's funny because, um, these lyrics, you know, not that Van Halen is all about deep songs. Cause I can't think of any really deep song before this or during the David Lee Roth era, but this is. This this is maybe a different style, and really, Sammy cementing himself as yeah. This is this is now he's definitely in the band. He's not just filling the role. He's in the band, leading with them. Um, I think his lyrics are great. I think his vocals, great vocals. The intro is pretty cool. It reminds me of a little bit of a uh, hot to teach the drums. That classic. Yeah. Al- I can't describe it. I don't know what it is, but it's that classic. And I'm not a drummer. Alex Van Halen drumming style that. It's just something about his style that I can pick out. That's Alex Van Halen. He's got a sig. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What is it? You. I was just going to say Alex has a very signature. um, I'm not a drummer, but I, 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 I've been obsessed with drummers since I was about five years old. Alex is a very signature snare sound a lot of times. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And you, it, and, you know, and you could, you, it, it's, you can, you could tell when you're listening to Alex Van Halen drumming. Exactly. And it yeah. just, that's what it makes me think, okay, this is a Van Halen song. So yeah. throughout these songs, I'm going to say to you guys, this is a Van Hagar song, or this is a song they could have done with David Lee Roth. Yes. And it's just a different singer. This is the new Van Halen singer. This is not really a Van Halen song, an old style song. Right. What do you think? Could could David uh, Lee Roth? Could you picture David Lee Roth doing this with them? Oh God, no, no yeah, way. So, yeah. So to me, this is a Van Hagar song. 
Uh, the solo is pretty good. Um, but, you know, and against the, I would say, again, the vocals are fantastic. Sammy's pretty good. It's a good song. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Anything Sammy's, else? Before we move on, it's just generally speaking, and, and I know Sonny will agree. I mean, Sammy vocally is just spectacular. I mean, I mean, he could, he could, he could sing anything. He can take a, a mediocre song and make it amazing just because of his vocals. And I think he does a lot of that on this album. Yeah. He's definitely the hero of this album. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. You ready to move on? Let's go. Let's go. So when it's love, one of the most perfect songs ever. This is pop perfection. Wow! Right? You want you want to get as many fans possible. Like this, you could put this in the next Top Gun movie right now, and it would be just fine. Right? And I'm telling you, there was guys at Warner Brothers. Eugene, we're gonna be billionaires. This is gonna be the best-selling single ever. And if you think about just, you know, I'm reading the lyrics and I, you know, I've got teenagers and one of them is a ni- my 19 year old son. So sooner or later, he's going to have a relationship or whatever, right? A serious one. And when you read through the lyrics, it's like, you know what? You don't really know when it's love. Like when I think about the beautiful one, a woman I'm with right now that I've known for 25 years, two days before I probably fell in love, I don't have a clue. I'm going to fall in love. Like you don't, you don't know when it's love. You have no idea i'm 50 years old i still can't figure it out right so i'm sure your wife was hearing that well yeah but uh the song (laughs) works and think about it no desmond child no holly knight no michael bolton no fucking diane warren no richard marks all by them lonesomes pop perfection no doubt here's the problem i have with this song um I, i off of 5150 love walks in is one of my all-time favorite songs from Van Halen, Sammy. 
I know that they were going for that. And I have one problem with it. I think the verses to this song are spectacular. I think the chorus is atrocious. I think it's a horribly, I think they are really selling out for that cheesy ballad chorus. And it just kind of takes me out of it because the, the verses are, are kind of, you know, introspective. The, the, it's got a nice melody. It's kind of a heavy kind of darker kind of uh, chorus. And then it just does that swelling, um, you know, chorus. And it just, it's a good song, but that, that, that chorus kind of takes me out of it a little bit. All right. Um, number one, the song reached number five. It was the second single released off this album. Um, the backing vocals are those sweet Van Halen backing vocals. Oh, on uh, just awesome, yep. awesome. Um, Eddie's, you know, playing unreal. The the solo he says it's like a little nod to Eric Clapton. That solo is awesome. Yep. Um, you know, just. You know, I, I watched the video to get me back into when I was watching. Oh, the red suit. The red suit pops, baby. <laughs> the 90s red fucking zoot suit that fucking that Sammy Hagar took right out of MC Hammer's fucking closet and put on. And, and you watch all the videos to this album. They're all the same style. One of them is wearing these zoot suits with no fucking shirt on. Right? They're all got a jacket like that with no shirt on, big fucking wide MC Hammer pants. This video makes you like the song more. It makes it seem more of a rocking song when you see it. You're like, holy shit, yeah, this is pretty good. And my favorite part is they'll show the video of Eddie playing someone playing the, the keyboards. And then as soon as the guitar picks up, he's playing the guitar. I'm like, you know what, motherfucker? There's a keyboard playing throughout the song. So who's playing the keyboard when he's playing the guitar? Stop yeah. showing Eddie at the end where it starts getting slow or the beginning with the keyboard riff. I'm like, that's stupid. Um, so, Same thing live. So the, the keyboard just kept playing. Yeah, and I'm like, was, hey, there's nobody talking about sequencing here. And it's 1988. Where the fuck is that guy talking about sequencing? Oh, here we go. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was around, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think they played this live for a while, right? Oh, yep. yeah, yeah. Now, somebody had this a list on the 24th highest ranked power ballad. Wow. How the fuck? Is this a power ballad? Oh, boy. Here we go again, Sonny. Ah, yeah, this one's it, tough. To me, it, it's it, not a power ballad. Thank it, you. No, no, it absolutely is a power ballad. No, it's not. <laughs> It's not to me. It's not. It's it's a slow it's a song talking about. It, it it's a slow it's a slow song talking about love with a swelling chorus with saying how do I know when it's love I can't tell you but it lasts forever that is how you write a power ballad. No, all power ballads are not about love. First yes, of all, they are. Second, they don't have that dark verse riff and uh, just enunciation in the verses. It is not a power ballad. Is uh -oh. eighteen. Don't do it, Zeus. Is 18 Don't. in Life a power ballad? 18 in Life is a power ballad. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not That's playing not about love. <laughs> I'm not talking about <laughs> I'm not playing right, this we're game. We're not going to go. That's going to be an episode, right? Yes. Power oh, yeah. Ballad, yes or no? Okay. All right. Perfect. But the only other thing I want to add on this is, honestly, the somebody said it earlier between the two of you guys about, like, girls and things like that. Picture this 1988. 
all the little Aquanet girls with their stonewashed jeans l- listening to this song in the 80s. Oh, God. Right? Yeah. All of them were probably like, yes. And this is the difference between our eras. Like, girls, hot young girls back then would be listening to this song, not hip hop as they're listening to now to be cool. Right. And I also, the last thing I want to end this on, um, I did like that video, but Sammy owns this song. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like Sonny said previously, Sonny, I mean, uh, Sammy owns the album. S- Sammy's the MVP here for, on this album. Yeah. Um, ready to, uh, get all fired up. So AFU naturally wired. This is probably the closest to classic Van Halen, in my opinion. That little sound on the pipe with a pencil, whatever that shit is that he's doing throughout the verse, annoying as hell. And I remember listening to this the other day, going, "God damn, this album needs a remix." Because you can't hear the bass, but you hear this tick 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 on the goddamn pipe. I don't understand what that is. Uh, Sammy is at the top of his range in places on this song where it's like. I'm like, oh, he must have had to do those two or three times because that, that, those are hard to do. Um, and that whole Zeppelin thing in the middle with the sped up Zeppelin thing, it's fine. But this song's okay to me. But uh, you yeah, elaborate? Need to remix. elaborate. What do you mean by the sped Zeppelin thing? So it feels like Zeppelin in that whole breakdown in the middle, but it feels it's not as slow and dreary as Zeppelin usually is. It's like Zeppelin on time and a half. Okay, so here's <laughs> how I put it down for me. That breakdown in the middle and then that solo, that's dazed and confused solo. That's what I picked up. That dazed and confused. And all of a sudden, all that guitar solo, that's what I picked up from that. I'm like, but it's faster though, right? Yeah, yeah. It, but the solo in dazed and confused is lumbering, lumbering. And then when that solo picks up, it's just insane speed. That's what that solo sounds like to me. And I brought it down, dazed and confused. So when you said Zeppelin, my ears just perked up. But go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, Sonny. No, I was good. Go Zeus. 
or go Tommy. Tom. Yeah. So a uh, AFU, I absolutely love this song. I think it's got a, a killer riff. I think it's one of those songs I talked about at the beginning when we were just giving some general general thoughts on the album. It's a song that that kicks ass. Could have been a single, but they chose not to really make it one. Um, I, I love it. I love the way it's. I love the way it's. It it the, the it starts off that intro um, is terrific and like once again, Sammy. Um, I, I think it's like it it could be a classic. You know, maybe not a Roth, but. Um, you know, would have would have been at home on fifty one fifty. I think it's a great song. I, I I like it a lot. Okay, so for me, I already mentioned the Zeppelin, the solo, the vocals again. Sammy's killing it. Uh, the drums on this song are amazing. I think Alex is the standout too on this song. He is amazing on this. Got a little bit of a hot for teacher part in there too. Um, good song, good heavy song. But this, uh, I sh- I, I should have said this is the first of the. Van Halen, I could see David Lee Roth being doing this in old Van Halen. Um, the yep. first two are, are just not out of David Lee Roth. That's Van Hagar. This right. is the first David Lee Roth song to, I picture them doing. Um, you ready to go get some fucking booze and hang out drunk on the beach and fall asleep and have the little fishies eat at me at the pier? <laughs> And they always would abuse me and, and throw me down and, and rub sand on my assy nipples. And they used to hurt me bad and tie me to the pier and let, like the fishes eat at me and whatnot. So Cobble Wobble, here's the geography portion of our podcast today. Just to let you know, Rome to Dallas, Texas is 9,000 kilometers. But the farthest two points on the globe are Rosario, Argentina to Zingua, China is 20,000 kilometers. Just, But, you know, that doesn't 
fall well in the song because you know how do you say Rosario Argentina to Zingua China? Like you probably can't figure that out. But anyway, um, if you are a Montrose fan and you know the song "Make It Last," this is a complete ripoff of the song. Go to Spotify right now. Go to Montrose "Make It Last," and the song sounds exactly the same. Um, it's got a great groove. And you can take two minutes off the song. Like there's two minutes of the song you don't need, but it's interesting because there's a story that a couple of years later, Eddie said, that's it. You can't wear any more cobble wobble shirts on stage. Right. And piss Sammy off. And they had a blowout. So Sammy went and got a cobble wobble tattoo and started wearing sleeveless shirts. Instead. <laughs> that's a fucking boss move right there. by Sammy. <laughs> Isn't it though? Yep. <laughs> Um, yeah, I love this song. This is another one of those songs when I talk about this Van Halen in general, but this album specifically for me being a summer song, you you really can't get much more summery than this. It's just a really cool vibe. Um, you know, Sammy spectacular again. And and just to kind of piggyback on what Zeus said, um, we were talking about AFU. I I mean, I, I go on record. I say all the time, Alex Van Halen is so criminally underrated as a drummer. And it's because he's been in bands with Eddie Van Halen and David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar that people forget Alex Van Halen is just, oh my God, is he spectacular. And again, on this album, maybe not on this particular song, um, but Cabo Wabo is just, uh, it's just a great song. It's just a, a Sammy song all the way. This is definitely like solo Sammy performing with Van Halen type of song for me. But um, yeah, very cool. Very cool tune. Okay. So for me, uh, AFU, again, I mean, it's uh, I'm repeating myself, the vocals. Um just like, excuse me, Cabo. I'm sorry. I'm, now I'm losing my track of thinking. Cabo, same as AFU. Same as, I shouldn't even say this. Same as every song on this. The vocals are amazing. Yeah. Um, the solo, nice and clean guitar solo. I love it. I like the backing vocals on this. I just, I love that interplay. I t- I asked you guys the other day, I'm like, between Def Leppard and and Van Halen, like who has the best backing vocals for a band? These guys are amazing. They really do. It's, talk about criminally underrated is Michael Anthony in those backing vocals, even with Eddie, um, you know, but making love in the sea. I mean, <laughs> that's not social distancing, right? <laughs> that, that's that's a, it's a hot tub. No. You know, everything's dead by then. <laughs> it's a little inappropriate. Oh, it's appropriate. <laughs> Oh, it's appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There you go. Layup. <laughs> yep. Um, let's get into the next one. Anybody else have anything else on Cabo or do you want to move on? Nope. Go ahead. Okay. Let's hit it.
Okay, so source of infection. Uh, Sammy, I say this with all the love in my heart. The, the song starts with take one. Really? First take? Fuck. Do it over. Because this song sucks ass. Some people believe they're going for a hot for teacher feel or going after Yankee Rose. The exact how much I love those songs is the exact amount how much I hate this song. One, uh, one of the two songs under four minutes, thank God. And even in Sammy's book, when you say source of affection, he says, ugh. That's the only thing he says. Song is complete shit. Oh, see this? Tell us is, how you... This is Kissel. Wait a minute. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> this, this is why I love doing these albums, because I fucking love Oh, you got song. to be kidding me. The one thing... Hold on. Slow down there, Gunsmoke. Sammy's Sammy's lyrics Sammy's lyrics are embarrassing at the beginning when it's just like hey hey one time like there's really no lyrics, but musically, you know what this song would have been good if it was like a friggin' instrumental except for Michael Anthony's backing vocals during the chorus, but I love this song. I mean Alex just shines. It's got an unbelievable solo by Eddie. Oh, I just think it's a unique song. And I think the thing, I think one of the reasons why I like this song so much is that it's, it's thrown in after, you know, you know, you listen to when it's love, you listen to Cabo and it, I don't know. It's just a unique song that kind of sticks out on this album. Cause it doesn't really fit the rest of the album, but, uh, I'm just a, I just a huge fan of it musically. This is one of the few songs. I'm not a huge fan of Sammy on it, but Michael's Michael's back backing vocals, the solo and Alex, I, I'm a, I'm a fan. I would say it's one of the worst songs ever written, but I've heard songs from Rush and Hell No Ween and Sax Snow, so I can't say that. <laughs> Dear God. This is why I love this this is why I love these episodes. Hey Sonny. Roll the bone. <laughs> hey Sonny. Hey Sonny, look, I'm gonna make fun of Rush and we're gonna giggle in front of Tom because I know he likes Rush. It's gonna be funny. People are gonna laugh. <laughs> Sorry, sensitive Tom. <laughs> where, did that, where did that come from? I get right, more it, shit than either of you guys combined, except for Sonny on Asylum, about opinions. So look, take look, something you, once in a while, all right? Look, I can see you getting all bunged up for making them wear those kinds of clothes. <laughs> what would you be doing if you weren't out there plugging Rush? See you getting all bunged up for them making you wear these kind of clothes. But face it, you're a neo-maxi-zoom dweeby. What would you be doing if you weren't out making yourself a better citizen? <laughs> um, anyways, so let me get into it uh, about um, this song. Um, it was supposedly written about Eddie's uh, hospitalization for dengue fever in yeah. 88. I don't yep. know what the hell that is. Do you? Yeah, it's like a, it's a, uh, I think it's some kind of like foreign virus or something. I think that's where it was, uh, named, but it's, it, it's. It, it was it the from, first coronavirus. Yeah, you know, you get it, you get it, you can get it from mosquitoes, and it's like just it's brutal. Wow. Yeah. Um, solo, pretty good. Um, this is definitely old Van Halen. Uh yeah. David Lee Roth could be doing this, and I could totally picture him doing it. Uh guitar is pretty nasty on this song. And uh Sammy's screaming, the screeching. He's got some pipes, and you don't really yep. think about it. But then when I listen to this album again, again, I'm just like I am so super impressed with Sammy's vocals and you don't think of him as like, but he's got a, such a melodic voice. He can do it. I mean, you can do it. I just, you can do it. 
But he, yeah, <laughs> I'm just a big fan of his voice. Um, let's go to the next one because ah, I feel so good. So feel so good. Total Genesis to me. This is like eighties pop rock Genesis. It's not bad. I just like all the bands that are still playing and writing music. Listen up for a second. Stop the first minute of bullshit ambiance setting mood shit. I don't need, just get to the song and let me get back to my life. Like cut every song from five minutes to four minutes, please. Cause that's the only problem I really have with this song, but yeah, it's, I don't know if it should have been a single. There's other songs on this thing that are better to me, but, uh, yeah, it kind of felt Genesis to me. Yeah. It, it's, it's not, it's definitely not, you know, we say this on, on when we shout it out loud cast. When we're talking about kiss songs, one of our favorite things to say is, you know, it's a good song, but it's not a kiss song. 
I love this song. This song brings back, this is a major summer song for me that I still enjoy. Um, It's well written. It's well composed. Sammy sounds great. The backing vocals by Michael Anthony are just spectacular. Uh, But it's, it's not really what you want from Van Halen. You you know, it's just, but it, but I like it on this album, but I could see why people like, "Eh, this is kind of a weird you know, like you said, Genesis, it's, you know, it would be a good Genesis song, but it's a Van Halen song. And, uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, it's, it's a summer, it's a summer anthem for me. So, um, feels so good. Went to number 35 on the charts. Another, um, I think this was the last, um, single that they released. Um, the video again, another nineties zoot suit. And that's one of the one that everybody's moving. Um, it's a slide and everything's moving across. Yep. And this is another, if you notice, I think all the songs and videos from this album were all like performance videos. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they so. weren't supposed to. So the first single didn't well, have a video. Did. Yeah. Didn't have a video in 1988 in the heart of MTV here. Right. Yep. So after the first song didn't do that well on the charts, they freaked and during tour, flew them to L.A. and did all the videos at the same time. So that's yeah. why you got, like, I think it was like a week or so of videos. But that's why you get all performance videos. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, that organ synth riff, whatever that is, I love it. Me too. I love it. Anytime I hear that, I think of your time is going to come or something like that. And I love that. And uh, backing vocals um, just off the charts again. Um, the video, oh, not enough of that girl in that video. Oh, <laughs> um, this is, a. if you tell me, you know, I guess I would play, so this is love and be like, that's Van Halen. And then if you say, well, what's Van Hagar? This is Van Hagar. And you could love both of them. That's how I describe my love for Van Halen. Uh, two different bands. I love that fucking crazy rocking style David Lee Roth and whatever but I love this song this is the proof that these guys all of a sudden stopped becoming that fun just California crazy band that rocked out with their cock out now here they come with some serious like this is like good like Sammy made them like more credible got them out of the just like the young rockers fans club and got them on pop radio way more than David did at the time. And this is the reason why this is a great, great song. Um, it's, you know, not a really typical Van Halen song, but it's a Van Hagar song. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of it. I like it. It's a great song. So well, well said, thank you. So <clears throat> let's, uh, come on, Sonny finish. I'm not done yet. Come on, finish me. Finish me, Sonny. Come on. <laughs> One, two. One, two.
brutal. Anyways, um, all right, so finish what you started. You know, if you were to say that David Lee Roth is the backyard party guy, this is the song that takes them to the beach, right? This is this is Sammy written all over it. I love the story about Eddie knocks on the door, Valerie kicked me out. I he's shirtless, got an acoustic guitar, bottle of hooch. Right, they sit outside. They write this song at night at two, three in the morning. Uh, Sammy still does it live. The video kicks ass. That hat, pants, oh, oh, that oh, those pants oh, that Sammy's wearing though are pretty brutal. Oh, boy. The pants. I <laughs> put his hat. <laughs> the the enough's enough, Sammy. That's what that is right there. Oh, God. <laughs> the shoes in that dress. It's <laughs> awful. Where did you get that dress? It's off on those shoes and that coat. Oh, Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, I think it's a great song, and Sammy still does it live, and I love it. What's that smell? Oh, that would be me. I've been swimming in raw sewage. I love it. Oh, it's a, it's a spectacular song, and I kind of will, I kind of say what I said about Feel So Good. It's a, it's a great song. It's a well-crafted pop song with an, another great chorus with more great Michael Anthony backing vocals, but it's not really like a Van Halen song. It's, it's, it's like a, like a, like a country kind of finger picking kind of song. It's awesome. I love it. It's a hit. It should have been. Um, but I think this is another one of those songs when people think of OU812, they're like, oh, that's that album that has those songs that don't really sound like Van Halen. And I think this is one of them. I love it, and I know a lot of people do, but I, I can see, you know, it's it's just kind of a kind of an odd song for Van Halen at this time. That being said, it's a great song. Um, Sonny said it. When I think of this song, the first thing I think about is the video. <laughs> oh my god! And and, and Sammy keeps every once in a while in the video, he'll look to the camera and smile, and his teeth are like so big and white. It, look, it just looks, it's like funny. I don't know what it is. I can't explain. What about all the kicking too? What all, all of a sudden is Richard Simmons of videos. He's kicking in every video. He did that on, uh, when it's love too. He's like, yeah. talking, he thinks he was David Lee Roth in his red MC hammer pants. Um, you know, this clothes, these outfits for these videos are hilarious. Um, and so the chicks in the video, um, you know, I just, Eddie, when the solo comes on, he has a cowboy hat on. It looks, it looks ridiculous. It looks, it's, I can't describe it. Who am I thinking of that looked like it had a that movie or something where the guy had a cowboy hat on? It was just, it just looks so stupid and out of place. It didn't even look real. Um, you know, Sammy's hat, and Sammy is holding a guitar. That's the big thing about this. There's a guitar player in Van Halen. I think this is the only song he played guitar on. I might I might be wrong on that, but I think this is one of the few that he plays guitar on. Um, you know, it's it's a funky little tune. Uh the lyrics a little cheesy. Let's like, you know, let's be let's be honest. It's fun, but you know, there's a just about enough cheese on these you know, to make it, those nachos pretty hungry, huh? pretty yummy. <laughs> I think it's 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 that kiss fine line where is it too cheesy? You come, you become read my body. Just enough cheese, it becomes. Let's put the X in sex. I think this is just right where it needs to be. It's a fun, funky little song, and that whole little picking black country woman, Tom. That's what I think of. Oh, totally. Yeah, I, right? I agree. You, you I agree. See that? 
Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Yep. Um, this went to number 13 on um on the on the charts uh for them. Love the song. Love it. Yep. So woo, let's go. Cold gin pot four. What's up next? Okay, so black and blue. So uh, since there wasn't a video, I got a video set up for you, right? It's just going to be a performance video, just like, you know, Sammy's going to do the kicks. This time he's got fucking Eddie Murphy's leather suit on. Who knows? I don't know. Um, <laughs> the blue one, right? The blue one. Oh, oh from uh, Raw. <laughs> yeah, from Raw. And at the end of the video, the video fades out, the music fades out, and they go into this house, and Paul is on his desk writing, let's put the X in sex and rock hard. And he hears the lyrics and he goes, fuck, I could have wrote that. Yep. Damn it. Hagar. Just like, <laughs> just like George. Just like George. <laughs> the chorus on this thing sticks with you so much. I got to tell you the story. So I'm uh, listening to the album a couple of times because I knew we were going to do the episode, right? And I'm at work and I'm just kind of humming the chorus for every reason the last song i heard i'm kind of humming the chorus blah blah well now i share an office with my new boss who's a female and she goes oh what are you humming and i think to myself and i'm like oh shit the harder the better let's do it to a black and blue what am i gonna tell her <laughs> so i told her mother song make something up i was singing when it, i was singing when it's love <laughs> yeah. yeah not a not a song you can tell called, people what you're let's humming. put the x in sex oh, yeah that would have been much better <laughs> yep. or better yet it's called the new segment on this podcast i'm on you make me rock hard nice but i can imagine paul just pissed because i think he can do this oh, he can do this because it's a fucking ripoff of cold gin but go ahead tom it's not a ripoff of cold gin uh, it's a great song. It's one of my, it's one of the standouts from the, uh, you know, the, we'll call it the Van Hagar era, uh, spectacular song, great little slow riff, you know, that dirty kind of vibe to the song. Great chorus. Again, Michael Anthony soaring with those backing vocals. Um, just, just a, a killer song on this album, a, a standout for a reason. All right. It's a slow down version of best of both worlds, which is a ripoff of Cold Gin. I would say that it's closer to best of both worlds than it is to cold. Gin. Because best of both worlds is a ripoff of cold gin. Okay. I'm telling you, I, I, I can hear it. 
solo is absolutely insane on this yep. song. Yep. Um, Eddie is going nuts on it. Um, you know, the first line in this song, Sonny, seals its fate. It's a kiss song, right? The first line. <laughs> Why is she a bitch? <laughs> like, She's got rhythm. But it's just... But it's just like so Think about it now in a 2020 perspective When we look back at all these When that bitch bends over I forget my name (laughs) And like in this bitch too Why is everybody a bitch (laughs) I think we become all enlightened But that was the thing to throw out Right back then It just just stands out when we're reviewing these things now Like you can't get away with it now to do that shit But I you know, it's it's kind of like a stripper type song if it was a little faster. Um, but again, let's talk about this for a second here, boys. Do it till we're black and blue. What the fuck are we doing here? I think he's not doing it correctly. You shouldn't be black and blue after doing it. Yeah, I don't know about that. What are you okay, doing, Sonny? Punching each other in the fucking no, face? No, no, no. You're you know you're uh, doing it several times in a row. It sounds to me like right. Sonny has used promo code loudcast from adamandeve.com. <laughs> I, I'd like to hear a little more here, Sonny. How come you're doing it black and blue? Have what you seen you? the have you seen the show Billions? No, I haven't. I've heard it's great though. But I It I is great. It. You yep. need to watch Billions and you'll figure out what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So we're almost towards the end, and who's a sucker?
So it's been known Sammy is a mush mouther, right? He's he's a yabba dabba doer. He kind of as as uh, music comes, he just kind of says whatever words that come up. And sometimes I think they end up being the final lyrics because these lyrics are shit, right? And I I just even nine on a ten scale. Does Eddie know that's a that's a Sammy Hagar album? Like he's quoting his own album titles in this shit. Um, guitar solo is great. And I think Paul's pissed off that he said, you know, at the end, go ahead and suck it all up right down the last drop. I think Paul was pissed off that that should have been his lines, but, uh, yeah. songs. Okay. But, uh, I don't think it's all that great to be honest. Oh, this is spectacular. This is why I'm so glad we do this. I'm going to say something that's going to piss Sonny off. We like, I like to say inflammatory things on this podcast to get people fired up. This to me is one of the most underappreciated and underrated songs in the entire Van Halen catalog. I think it is one of the most ripping songs that they have done with Sammy Hagar. I think the solo, I think the lyrics eh, the chorus, you know, the whole sucker in a three piece that, that, you know, that, that, that is kind of silly. I drive it silly, silly. But I think the way the song kicks in and that, that, that riff that Eddie carries throughout it. I think this song absolutely rips. I love it's, I'll, I'll save it for when we get to the rankings. Great song. Great. Okay. Song. Wait a second. There's only really three pieces to the song, the music, the lyrics and the chorus and two thirds of it sucks, but it's one no, of no, the no, underappreciated. No, I, I didn't say, I didn't say suck. <laughs> I just, I, I just think, you know, sucker, sucker in a three piece. It's kind of a silly, a silly, you know, uh, silly, concept. Silly, silly, silly. Yeah. It's a silly concept, but the, but the music. And once again, I say it again, Michael Anthony's, but Musically, this song has what I want to hear in a Van Halen song, especially from the the Sammy Hagar era of Van Halen. Um, Tom, we're we're discussing "Sucker" in a three piece. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. These comments apply to that song. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's why they're wrong. Yep. <laughs> Ooh. Yep. That's why I'm Ooh. here, baby. As as our German housekeeper Herda would say, nicknamed Cumlips. Ooh. It's okay. Are you shitting me? This is a classic Van Halen old style song. I will give you that. Yes. It's okay, Tom. It's okay. It's not a bad song. I'm just okay. joking. Um, you know, and Sonny hit it. I had the words right here, right in the front of my my notes here to uh Sonny. Suck it up right down to the last drop. Settle down, Paul Stanley Pot 2. That's what uh, I'm saying. The, the, Sa- Sammy kind of doesn't do himself any favors with the lyrics. No, it's just, you know, but what I will say is this song is perfect for our new sponsor, Tom. okay okay it's perfect for that so let's finish this one off with the last song here we go
All right. So, a political blues. This song is so bad that I I really <laughs> had to go back when I found out it was a cover and go back and listen to the Little Feet song because I felt bad that Van Halen fucked up their song. And I listened to the original. Yeah, it was already fucked up. This song has sucked since 1972. <laughs> this song just sucks. My guess is Eddie's a Little Feet fan. And uh, there is no good Little Feet songs, so uh, he picked this one. I, terrible, terrible closer for an album. Period. Um, yeah, th- yeah. This uh, is this is this is this is Kissel. Trash. L- little Feet is trash. Um, <laughs> this is a very uh, like Sonny said. It's kind of a self indulgent song, probably from Eddie. Um, I personally don't mind blues music i don't go out of my way to seek it out but i know some of the early van Halen, uh, excuse me some of the early led zeppelin stuff you know like you shook me or that kind of stuff i can get into this is just a mess it just doesn't suit anybody in the band it doesn't suit sammy's voice it it's it it's this to me is what is, is something that like when when kiss through you know and then she kissed me at the end of love gun like why why would you do something like that such a horrible ill-fitting Cover song and closing track. Just bad, bad news. All right. So a couple things. You're right. Van Halen was never really an album, a a type of band that would have an album with 10 to 12 songs. They were very comfortable shutting it off after seven, I mean, eight songs or something. So, you know, I got the last album, 5150, uh, on the inside. What was it called? Is that it? That yep, it was kind inside. of funny. That's a, I like that I, song, I, though. So do I. I thought it's a funky, little funny little tune. Yep. This is what probably Tom said. He's a fan of Little Feet. The guitarists are very well known, very popular. So he was, this is an indulgence. They didn't need to put this on. The, they were probably better off not having this on the album than having it. Yep. It's just it's just Eddie's way of like, let's say I, I like this band. Let me see me play it. Let's do it. Um, it's a cover song. You're right. It's written by Lowell George of little feet. Now this is the only song on the album, not written by the band. So all the tracks were written by all four members credited with all four members. So that's one thing I wanted to should have said that in the beginning of the album. I'm saying it now while we're done. Um, I I, I don't even know what to say. This is just (laughs) not good music. (laughs) Right? Are you, are you a fan? Are you are you generally a fan of any kind of blues? Like I said with Zeppelin, like like a song like "You Shook Me," like or you know. No, you know what I'm a fan of? I'm a fan of some old little. I'll hear once in a while a Howlin' Wolf song or something like that. Yeah, but I like blues English musicians' interpretation of the blues. Yes. So I like Led Zeppelin. I like early White Snake. I can listen to a little bit of a, a little Deep Purple. Uh, stuff like that, English blues guitarist stuff, Eric Clapton stuff, that they can translate that with a little bit of rock, make it, you know, blues influence on their rock. Mm-hmm. But this is just, oh, I, I, I don't get it. It's just, it's just a bad song. It's just, you know, yeah. it's just like yeah. we said, like we've all kind of agreed. It's just it's a self indulgent little. Eddie's probably like, hey, let's throw this on. It's track ten, and who say who say, Sammy's not going to say anything, so yeah, they, they put it on what, there. Yeah, what's the point? Why not? Who gives a right. fuck? Just give it to right. Eddie. Um, yep. So, boys, that was OU812. Any ending thoughts before we go into, um, you know, uh, discussion? 
Yeah, so I saw this tour. This was Monsters of Rock, right? So at this point, you know, Van Halen is the biggest band in the world, right? They just came off seven times platinum, 5150. This thing sold 4 million. They're one of the biggest bands in the world. Scorpions is uh, doing Savage Amusement. Remember? The Rhythm of Love, right? Horrible. Yeah, absolutely. That's where that's where Scorpions are. Dawkins about to break up because right after the tour's over, they're gone. Yep. Metallica is about to be the biggest band in the world, replacing Van Halen. And Kingdom Come, well, is Kingdom Come. Um, the show I saw, there was a food fight in the <laughs> opera. So this was a candlestick, and there was a food fight upstairs, and it got stupid. That oh. food fight got, and it was sold out. And it took us probably four or five hours to get out of candlestick after the show was over. Oh God. It was brutal. But, uh, you know, it, it was a, it was a good show. Dokken was top notch. Scorpions were good. Metallica. I'd already seen a couple of times. Kingdom come again was kingdom come just saw them this year. They're still the same. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's just interesting. This album comes and they haven't hit the peak yet really. Cause the next album has right now. Right. So that takes them even further up the chain yeah. before they start dropping off. So, um, they, we're right in the middle of the bang zone of them being the biggest things on the planet. Okay. Um, Tom, uh, I think breaking it down track by track, I think you, when you do it the way we just did it, I think you, like Sonny said earlier, when we were just general, giving some general thoughts, half this album, it, it's, it's, it's a really weird album and we say it, you know, it, it, it's, I'm not going to compare it to this, but I think it's coincidental that Sonny is here. It kind of reminds me of when Zeus and I talk about Asylum, whereas like for, for us personally, the good songs on Asylum are really good. And for us, the bad songs on Asylum are just not good. And I think this is that, like, I think we talk about like, this is that rare Van Halen album where like, you know, I, I, I shouldn't compare it to that, but there's a lot of songs on here. Like you said, it's hard, it, This is a hard album for a lot of people to, to just press play and listen to the entire album nonstop with no skipping or, you know, you know, moving around the album. Um, and I think when we just, when you kind of spell it out like that, I like it. I'm a Van Halen fan. There's pretty much nothing by the band that I don't like, but I can see how maybe somebody that's not a diehard is maybe going to take a pass on this album with the exception of a few of the hits. They could have done radar for love as the cover. Same that would have killed been, that song. And I think the Little Feet song would have been better. Oh, no way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Sammy would have killed that. Radar! Like, he would have oh. been crazy. All right, maybe he would have. Okay. God. Um, was it in King of the Mountain? <laughs> King of the Mountain. <laughs> King of the Mountain, Hall King? What's that fucking horrible song in that band? Sabotage. Sabotage. Hall of the that, Mountain King. That's good shit. <laughs> King of the Hall Mountain King, whatever the <laughs> fuck they call that. Sabotage. Uh, Sabotage, whatever the fuck you say it. Yeah. I'm all these fucking Dungeons and Dragons bands of the exactly. late 80s. <laughs> Ooh, the dwarfs are attacking the elves. Oh my god, grab your sword and fight for the kingdom. In Wait, the middle of talk- a me- in the middle of a metal song. Are you talking are you talking about the band Killer Dwarfs? <laughs> Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> go ahead, Zeus. Oh, anyway, so for me, I, I I can tell you it by this: when we do these album reviews, I play the albums nonstop. This was difficult. Like <laughs> this was hard because I'm like, oh, when is fucking finished? When you starting coming on? Oh, when is Black and Blue coming on? Oh, this is just oh, this is tough. <laughs> and then when <laughs> a a political blues comes on. 
Oh, God damn it. I'm just like, I've had enough. So when can when can we do this review so I don't have to play this anymore? Oh. <laughs> it was tough, buddy. There was some stuff that was tough. Um, so you guys ready to jump into the uh, the uh, song rankings? Go for it. Um, oh, you know what? There's one more thing I do want to do say before we get to the song rankings. Did right. you see that Twitter post? I don't know who did it. Was it Van Halen Rising? It was on the internet. And somebody put like rankings of Van Halen song albums, and somebody had OU812 as the number one song. And wow. people fucking lost their minds. That was people were like, dude, how the fuck? I can see you saying you like it, but how the fuck is that better than all these other great Van Halen albums? That was people uh, lost their mind. That was that was Mitch who did that. He Mitch LaFont had everybody rank them. And uh, the guy got bludgeoned for doing that. It's and it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, if, if forgive me if I'm if I'm uh, applying this to the wrong listener, but I think it's Steve. And if I'm wrong, Steve, you can tell me. I think he said that the Elder is his favorite Kiss album. That's almost worse than OU812 being your no. favorite Van Halen. No, no, that's that's putting all the list of the top ten Kiss albums and some idiot going Asylum's number one. <laughs> No, it's more like Carnival of Souls is number one. That person uh-huh. should just be shot in the head. Oh, I can't no, because that. because you can't complain. OU812 is not a... We've obviously you've heard us talk about this. We're reviewing the album. It's not a bad album. Like No, not Carnival like Carnival of Souls. Of Souls. <laughs> so <laughs> Asylum isn't a bad album, but you want to say that it's better than Harder Than Hell, Lick It Up, uh, Creatures of the Night... Um, um, Kiss original uh, f- first album. I mean, Detroit, a uh, destroyer. Like no one's gonna say that except you. But that's the point. This guy put OU812 over those classic Van Halen albums. I and I started, I, I started to feel bad for him because I think Mitch screenshotted his rankings <laughs> and then just threw the guy to the wolves. And I was like, this poor guy is just taking part in a, in a Twitter poll and he's getting his ass beaten to death by people. <laughs> They were questioning his like his his his, his sanity and what they, was, they, were, they were they were they were throwing things at you. Yes, because he used to wear little tight pants when he was doing the little pole. So they started throwing things. At yes, you? because of certain reasons. You know, I used to wear little shorts on the job and whatnot, and they would fire bricks and little pipes and bottles of beer at me and whatnot. All right, are we ready to do um, the the rankings? Oh. So you want to go Sonny, Tommy, me? Go for it, Sonny. Number 10. All right. So I was going to put Apolitical Blues at 10. But you know what? They didn't write that song. Source of Infection. One of the worst Van Halen songs ever written is number 10 for me. How the fuck can you have that like as a worse song than A A Political Blues? Because they didn't write A A Political Blues. But they put it on an album and performed it. It doesn't matter. They didn't write it. So what? So what are you not? So so he's he, what he's doing? He's doing this to fuck with me because he knows I like source of infection. <laughs> That's what he's doing. No, it was that way the entire way. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Right. Oh my so, god. So obviously, Go ahead, obviously, Zeus and I have the same number ten. It's a apolitical blues. It's just garbage. No, no, no. It's a apolitical. Apolitical. <laughs> which is even yep, more annoying. My, yep, that's my number ten. Number nine okay. to Sunny. A a a. A political blues. (laughs) 
Oh. All right, here, here's my number nine. Uh, send, a, <laughs> send a hate mail to shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Number nine is when it's love. Oh my God. <laughs> Fucking just, where's the hang up button? Hold on. <laughs> Hit that red button in the middle of your screen. The, the part of Sonny Poonies playing by Tom from Shout It Out Loudcast this exactly. week. Exactly. The people uh, that hated Sonny for the appetite review, they might hate me for this one. Oh my God. All right. So my number nine is. Sucker in a three-piece. Fuck off. Here we go. Oh, I love God. this. This this is fun. Number eight, Sonny. Feels so good. It's just two Genesis. Tomas. Uh, number eight for me is mine all mine. Okay. Eight for me is source of infection. Oh boy. Seven. Number seven for me is sucker in a three-piece because uh, those are some bad... Bad lyrics. Sonny, you keeping track to do the yeah. order? Like top Always. Okay, go Always. All right, go ahead. Seven for me is feel so good. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Oh, it gets worse. Um, seven for me is all fucked up. What? Oh, I'm sorry. All, <laughs> all fired up. <laughs> Six for me is all fired up. Naturally wired. Since we were doing the A, 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 Okay, thank you, Mr. Tipton. Mr. Tipton. They read in glasses. You were not wearing your necessary prescription eyeglasses. They read in glasses. Number, number number six for me. Hey, is- look, we got a text from fa- Fucko Leghorn. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. Shall, shall we read it? Let's read it on the air live. Okay, it goes like this. Hey, what's up, the fuck with the oh, Fucko oh, Squad oh, oh, tonight? Oh, oh, oh. No, that's from Steve, not Steven. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that's from Steve Wright, not Steven Michael. This- okay, motherfuckers, I told you guys that I have a problem between. Steven Michael and Steve Wright and who's a Steven and who's a Steve and a Wright and a Michael motherfuckers. I'm like, they need a fucking uh, well, we gave a, nickname. a nickname to put in your phone. Just put in okay. fuck Leghorn. You want me to put in fuck Leghorn for your what partner Zeus? on the Growing Up Rock podcast? What Zeus is admitting to everybody out there is that he can't read. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay. All right. Source and infection. Go ahead. Uh, Tommy, we're, you're we're, at number six. Number six, Cabo Wabo. Zeus. Number six for me, Cabo Wabo. Number five for me, it's mine. Mine. All mine. <laughs> five for me is finish what you started. Oh. What? Dude, why? Don't worry, it gets worse. Or better, depending on if you okay. like me or not. What the fuck did you have a buffet if these are that bad? Mine oh. mine. So four, right. uh, Sonny. Four, Cobble Wobble for me. Four, source of infection. <laughs> Number four for me. Uh, let's do it to a black and blue. Number three for me is let's do it to our black and blue. Tom. Number three, all fired up. Number three for me feels so good. So good. Good Lord. Number two for me is the incredible finish what you started. 
Number two for me is Black and Blue. These fucking rankings are all over the place. Uh, Black and Blue for you, Tom. So number two for me is When It's Love. And number one for me is the perfect Van Halen song, When It's Love. Oh, you fucking bozo. And not the power ballad that Tommy thinks it is. It is oh. a min-tempo rocker. All right, let me Thank straighten you. let me let me straighten this out because the number one song from OU812 is Sucker in a Three Piece. Oh put it put it down. <laughs> That's right, baby. Sucker. I'm sucker. gonna get you I'm gonna get you sucker in a three piece. What is this called? <laughs> yeah, baby. Oh, great, great fucking movie. That fucking <laughs> how much for order ribs? Well, fuck it, pour my hand for a dime. <laughs> How much for one rib? May I help you, sir? How much for order of ribs? Uh, two fifty. Two fifty. How many ribs do I get with that? Uh, about five. Five. So I guess that's about fifty cents a rib, huh? Yeah, about. Let me get one. Right on. One order. One order of ribs. No, 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 no. One rib. Two fifty. Mark that down on your timeline, there, Zeus, for editing purposes. <laughs> two, two fifty. Um, so, uh, sucker in a three piece to me. Finish what you started. Okay. All right. So collectively, number one for us was finish what you started. Number two was black and blue. Number three was when it's love because it's got a one and a two. Okay. And tied for fourth was AFU and. Cabo Wabo. All right. I don't have a problem with any. I think when it's love is a little bit too high, but that's okay. It's a good song. It's a good song. So good. Isn't there? Oh, it's a great song. That feels so good. Is great. Yeah, I agree. All right, gentlemen. Once again, it proves that none of us are on the same page as far as uh, talent. Uh, But only one of us is right, which would be me. It's Uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, As far as uh, taste is concerned is what I was trying to say. Um, great, great, uh, episode to do because it's very polarizing. And I like that. We're not going to just do appetite for destruction where the 10th song is still a fucking classic. Right. Um, so, uh, let's go. The next thing we're going to do, and that is, we didn't do it last week because I thought two would be too easy. Let's, uh, last, uh, bonus episode. But this time, gentlemen, we're going to rank the two with along with the two previous albums we did, all three albums, I mean, put them in order. And then every bonus episode will keep doing this order. So last time we did Appetite for Destruction and Slide It In. Now we have OU812. Uh, Mr. Hollywood. So we're going three, two, one, right? Yep. yep. Roll three. Right now. So we're just doing three right now. Yeah. No, no, you can do, no, it's only three albums. Yeah, let's, let's go in order. Let's go in order. I'm curious all right. To see. So my. My three is OU812, my two is Appetite, and my one is Slide It In. Okay. Well, I think everybody's three is going to be OU812. I think the one and two are going to flip. This is a tough one and two for me because it depends on what kind of mood I'm in, but I think for historical sake, I got to put Slide It In number two and Appetite at number one. But that could be a one, one A for me, but... Oh, sorry about that. I got a Corona cough. Oh, um, boy, don't, don't joke about that. <laughs> oh, anyways, for me, it is like OU812 
and then a, a, a flight of stairs of like 50 flights of fucking stairs. Yep. And, and then I would go, and it's close, I would probably go slide it in. And then appetite for, they have more songs that are cl- considered like can't miss. I yeah. would say there's three on there for me, for me, like means so much to me and nostalgia for me. And then slide it in. I love the album, but I would say there's two on there like that. So I'm going to go with uh, number two, slide in, number three, Appetite. Okay, so cool. If you're going with, you know, doing the numbers, obviously OU812 is number three for combined right now. And obviously because there's two of us that took slide in at two, that's number two. And Appetite is one for now, for now. Um, who knows, ladies and gentlemen, next time I have the pick. Oh God, we're screwed. Oh, what am I going to pick? Fucking Marshall Crenshaw and the Beaver (laughs) Brown band or some shit. 38 specials. Greatest. hit. Actually, I like 38 special. 38 special. Every time I think of 38 special, I think of the early MTV videos. Yes. And I think of, for some reason, the Dairy Queen that used to be in East Arlington. I remember getting food from there and then going home and watching those videos all the time on MTV. Yeah, those videos special. Those videos were like in like a storage room with a stage, and they had like 10 people that made it look like it was 100. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the funny thing is, uh, the thing about I always think of 38 special is that their second, I second, like, album that they did that was on MTV they had what would become the future Mrs. Springsteen in that video she was a smoke show do you remember what I'm talking about oh yeah Bruce Springsteen's first wife or I think it's that she was like some model actress lady and then he dumped her for the chick that's in his band which is I'm like what the fuck he must (laughs) really love her and that's another one of those Garth Brooks dude you can get any woman you want and you pick Trisha Yearwood Oh, he must really love her. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? And that same thing with the boss. Oh, oh I, I gotta look her up, and I'll tell, and I'll find it, and I'll text you guys. She was, she was a smoke show. Okay. Um. Anyways, so those are the reviews. Now, after this, we go into the. That's right. The you make me rock hard section of the podcast. God damn it. Bring back you matter to me. Oh, love it. So I'm going to leave this. Ready? Sonny, what makes you rock hard this week? Oh, boy. <laughs> I can't I can't believe I'm going to start with James Spader. Um, oh. So there's a show out there that's got James Spader, William Shatner, Candace Bergen, Mark Valley. Rona Mitra, Lake Bell, Julie Bowman, uh, Bowen, Constance Zimmer, John Larroquette, Saffron Burroughs. Any idea what show that is? Boston Legal. Boston Legal, baby. One of my all-time favorite TV shows of all time. 2004 to 2008. There's five seasons out there. I'm telling you, I'm watching a ton of it sitting at home. Uh, There's some great part drama, part comedy, part clever. There's no laugh track. Um, it's one of those really fun shows and, uh, that's what's making me rock hard. It might be truly Bowen, but yeah, yeah the whatever chick, the, the chick from, uh, modern family, modern, modern, modern family yeah. and a yeah. million other things. And in the first Adam Sandler movie too, right? Oh yeah, that's right. Yep. From uh, yep. happy Gilmore, right? No, a uh, Billy Madison, right? No, no, the, uh, no, you're right. Happy Gilmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, <coughs> so 
Boston Legal, if I'm not mistaken, came from private practice. Yeah, right? I never watched. I, I Dylan, never watched Dylan the pre-show. And they kind of like they revamped it and changed everybody and then moved it to Boston. And then oh. Spader and, and, um, and Shatner took over. Yeah, it was from private practice. I think that was the name oh. of the show. And it came from, and Dylan McDermott was the head guy. And then all of a sudden, half the characters, like, they just transformed the idea of the show, and it really picked up. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yep. So, Tomas, what's making you rock hard right now? Oh, boy. Well, I'm going to stick with a show that's current. Uh, and and it's, it's very timely, because we're recording on uh, March 22nd. And season three of this spec spectacular show on netflix premieres friday march 27th and that is ozark and oh, if, i love that show thank you i love that show if you if you guys are not watching ozark i am on record as saying that breaking bad is my all-time greatest tv show not not talking sitcoms dramatic tv series i'm gonna put ozark up there on that kind of Mount Rushmore of long form dramatic TV shows. It's fucking unbelievable. Netflix exclusive, um, three seasons. The new season comes out Friday, the 27th. So whenever this drops, get ready for it. If you haven't caught up, go and watch the first two Jason Bateman, Laura Linney. Uh, Jason Bateman is like a, uh, you know, financial investment guy gets caught up with some shit and they move to the Ozarks and Oh my God unbelievable show awesome show i can't i can't recommend it enough tom i'm gonna put it on my radar and i will start watching it don't know anything about it excellent glad to hear it and that's what this segment is all about so for me uh, let's give a big tip of the hat um as you guys both know and some of our listeners know i'm a big country music fan so i taped the pbs country music documentary Eight episodes, two hours each episode. I've had it on my fucking DVR for months, saving it for when I'm going to start. But our friend of the show, Buddy, and Tommy's lover from college, Murph, um, <laughs> watched it before I did, and he'd be like telling me about it, and he couldn't. And and I was like, "Fuck it, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta watch this." I watched it. Now I love country music. There were parts that I was arguing. How the fuck do you not pour, talk about this person more? How do you not? Th-? But I learned a lot. It was fun. It had it got me to do what it, those kind of things supposed to get you to do. I need to dig this into this. I've always kind of been a little bit of a Merle Haggard fan, not that much, but it made me dig into his catalog. It had a big section on my favorite country music artists, George Jones and Tammy Wynette, which I love. There, Johnny Cash, it talks about the start of country music, Jimmy Rogers, the Carter family, and the history, and it's a lot of its oral American history, traditional history, stuff that you learn in school and stuff um, that maybe not be in the books, but if you took it as a major, as I did in Stonehill and social history and things like that, you learn about it, and it's the forgotten part of America, that sometimes us in the biased coast you in California, us in Massachusetts, New England area, we miss that heartland stuff. And the description of how country music got started and how the radio, like the invention of the radio and the record plays and all of a sudden how the radio transformed like the music industry and the record industry and how people ran to this music that they were first hearing about. And it's just, you know, three chords in the truth. 
That's what they say about country music, and it's adamant. And it stays throughout the, the uh, documentary. I ended up texting Murph to the point that even his wife's like, who the fuck are you texting? She's like, Zeus. She's like, why? He's like, because he watched the documentary, and we're going back and forth. I give Murph a list, and he puts it on Friday nights. Like, check this album out, Murph. Check this one out. Do this, do this. There's nothing I love more than having people like tell me they've tried something or country music. Don't close your mind. Now, I'm going to say that, but then I'm going to do the same thing. I fucking hate the new. That's not even country music. I don't know what the fuck that is. But I love old style country. I love the 70s outlaw country. Willie Nelson, uh, Waylon Jennings, Johnny Cash, Merle Haggett. Shit's fucking awesome. You say that, but you don't know it. Listen to it. The lyrics and everything is incredible. Those artists can sit there when the lights and electricity go out and grab a guitar. Any one of them sit there and play that shit without any hesitation and entertain you for hours. I love the 90s countries. When we started going to Stonehill, Tom, Tom remembers I started playing all my Patty Loveless, uh, Dwight Yoakam, Garth Brooks, uh, Alan Jackson, Travis Tritt, I got into all that shit. This video got me back into it, made me discuss it. But if you really, really, really like country music and you really want to feel what country music is all about, go grab a George Jones Greatest Hits and go fucking put that on and tell me his voice isn't the greatest voice you've ever heard. And they all say it. Like Waylon Jennings said, it. if we all sounded like we wanted to sound, we'd sound like George Jones. That's how fucking great he was. Anyways, I'm off my soapbox. I'm down. Guys, thoughts? I'm not a huge, um, huge, huge country fan. I do like some of it. But what I am a huge fan of is music history. Um, even if it's not a genre that I like, I, I get, I really get into the history of like whatever the genre it is. Um, and I, that is something that I would watch, not necessarily because I like the music, but just to see how things started and how we got from point A to point B. And like you said, the record player, the radio, that part of the country that people don't pay attention to, um, you know, I'm, I'm just, yeah. Now is, is this a, is this a Ken Burns thing, Zeus? Ken Burns Bur on yeah. PBS. That's right. You thought, might yeah. be able to find it. Um, yep. I don't know if it's on demand or whatever. I ended yep. up buying the companion book. which is like a fucking brick. It's huge. Yep. Um, I could live off this shit for years. It's fascinating stuff, especially if you guys are history buffs. And I guarantee after a while, if you close your mind and stop listening to your stupid friends, you'll be like, fuck, I like that song. And you'll be listening to yourself. And all of a sudden, you'll start discovering an artist. And you start listening to it. And then that's how it happens. I fell into it because of Elvis. And then you start listening to Elvis. You start deviating. And you move over to Johnny Cash. You move over to Johnny Cash. You start moving over to Waylon Jennings. You move there. You get into George Jones. You get into Garth Brooks. And next thing you know, you're like, fuck, I love this music. It's entertaining. And, you know, again, you can chew gum and walk at the same time. I can love Kiss Van Halen, and I can listen to George Jones all day long. Absolutely. So it's okay. I, go ahead, Sonny. you got a lot to say about this. Uh, okay, so for me, everything the zoo said, I feel the same way about Motown. I do not I feel Motown. the same way yep. about country. There, okay. is, there is something about country that I am not in love with the melodies, you know, it's heartfelt. Of course, they're talented. Everybody's talented, but so is cricket players in Bangladesh. I still love the NFL, like okay, whatever. There you go. Okay. So, but there's something about the melodies I cannot get into, and it never really has like this groove to it that Motown yep. has, right? To me, mm -hmm. 
Motown is to country as 80s rock is to dreary 90s rock. Like it's, mm-hmm. I just, I can't let, now I like some of the crossover country stuff, but the people who love country hate that stuff. Like Carrie Underwood, Lone Star, like that kind of stuff. I could, Restless Heart, I can listen to that, but I cannot listen to old school country and I've tried. I can't do it. There's just something about the melodies I don't like. But they're, everybody's talented. There's absolutely I, no doubt I, I about believe- it. If I put a certain songs, I'd be like, listen to this one. You're like, you know what? I do like that song. It's all it's all when you pick it up and what you hear and what mood you're in and things like that. I'm not going to ask you to go listen to Injustice for All and Metallica. Then go, hey, buddy, play this fucking uh, Buck Owens song. You're going to be like, are you fucking kidding me with this hillbilly shit? <laughs> Is this my partner's music? But you go listen to Buck Owens and then, oh, you'll, nice. pick, and then you'll pick up some shit. You'll be like, holy fuck, that guitar on that is... Buck Owens, him and his guitarist Don Rich, fucking way ahead of everybody. And that guitar playing on there is as talented as any fucking guitar hero in rock music. Don Rich and them. Unbelievable stuff. You pick it up, you'll be like, I love that shit. But I don't like country, but I like this guy. That's what ends up happening. And then all of a sudden you start picking another guy up. You're like, well, I like that guy's song. Well, okay, I like that. Don't have to, like, you know, stay in your lane if that's what you like. But I can like that. And I'm a huge Motown fan and love the Temptations, as I've told you before, guys. I, it's something for me that I feel like if I if we did one of these, hey, you listen to this album, you listen to that album, that I could get into and you would get into. Excuse me. So that's my uh, that's my you make me rock hard and fucking fuck old Leghorn better stop texting us. He's texting us. He's going to bed. So fucking go to bed and stop texting us. It's nine o'clock where you are. <laughs> it's nine thirty. Oh, Even, sorry. Not that that makes it any better. <laughs> not to mention, no one's going anywhere. No one's leaving their goddamn house. I don't know. What, I mean, you know. All I saw was that Steve Wright wrote, get some Jared Hall. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's oh. awesome. So, Sonny, where can people find you? Are we doing reviews? Reviews. Oh, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna do that after we we talk we'll about to, where, where. Oh, we're, okay. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, people can find me. Uh, Grown Up Rock Podcast. Um, Podcast Rock City. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. The Facebook. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm what's easy to hand- find. What's your handle on on Twitter? It's uh at Pooney Sunny because somebody already had Sunny Pooney, I guess. So I had wow. to do it backwards. Yeah. That's gotcha. one of his burner. That's one of his burner accounts to vote yeah, for the yeah. asylum songs. Yeah. Burner accounts can, to vote for asylum songs. Nice. But they can find you on podcast rock city, the kiss podcast and grown up rock with Steven Michael. Um, two awesome podcasts. And I'm sure if anybody's listening to us, they're listening to you. So yeah. Tom, what about us? Uh, our email shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. We're on all the social medias. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, uh, part of that awesome Pantheon podcast family that we always talk about, check them out, all the other shows there, whatever genre music you're into, whether it's the country stuff that, uh, Zeus was talking about the Motown stuff we were covering rock metal, whatever, hip hop, what, name it, it's all there. Um, and then we're available wherever you can find your podcasts, um, name the platform. I think we're pretty much there, but the other thing is for us. Really hit us with the um, the reviews. So we've got a bunch. We're going to limit it to the ones that we can read. Please send them out. We love it, especially for the bonus 
episodes So we've been saving these from the last episode we did about a month ago So just because we don't read it on the next uh, Shout It Out Loudcast Kiss episode Doesn't mean we haven't put this on the side and saved it for these bonus episodes So we have some more that we're going to read right now Tom, do you have a, a couple you got for us? A couple quick ones here This is a YouTube comment from uh, Devin Dungan about the Slide It In episode Just Briefly said, great review of a great album. Awesome episode. Thank you, Devin, for that. Much appreciated. Uh, and then we have an email from Mac Maddie, uh, from sl- talking about slide it in. And he starts off with, Holy fuck. I spit up my coffee three times laughing at you guys. The chemistry is ridiculous. Dump the kiss thing and only do <laughs> bonus episodes with Sonny. <laughs> Uh, wait, hold on. Now, Sonny has a new nickname. Jericho gave him who the fuck is uh, Sonny Hollywood Pooney. Now, uh, Mac Maddie is calling him Sonny can't make a list that makes sense. Hollywood <laughs> Pooney. <laughs> My favorite episode on any podcast this year. Wow. Okay. Wow. And then we got and then another one. And this is this comes from Teddy Barnes. He says, not sure if the material is scripted. If it is, it's funny. If the conversation between the three of you isn't scripted, it's absolute gold. Be proud. These episodes are my new favorite. Wow, Teddy, that's insane. Thank you, buddy. Nothing is scripted. The only thing scripted is the topic. That's it. You can't script this shit. No, 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 we cannot. No, Sonny, you have a very unique email that you're going to read. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, from this idiot. I don't, I don't understand where you get some of these listeners. But anyway. That's nice, buddy. Hi, Tom and Zeus. My name is Danny Pooney. And yes, I am Sonny's younger, smarter, much better looking brother. Fuck no, he isn't. He is my brother, but he's younger. He's not smarter or better looking. I just wanted to call out what a great episode you all had reviewing White Snake's Lighted In. That album is great all around and definitely in my top five non-kiss album list. The two of you do a great job on every episode I've heard and adding Sonny's perspective for your bonus episode really puts cherry on top. Although I do have to agree with the Sonny Looney comment. Another listener made once I heard Sonny's rankings of the songs insane. Uh, I'll add in there. Fuck you, Danny. Also, I personally enjoy how you guys referenced back to Gene and Paul as much as you did when reviewing another band's album. I tend to do that a lot myself when listening to other rock bands. Keep up the great work, Danny. Nice. Isn't that? It's a family affair. Wonderful. We're bringing families together. Yeah, it took to shout it loudcast for him to say anything nice to me, fucko. Oh, I'm gonna on. get I'm gonna gonna get to know Danny intimately. Oh yeah, Danny's oh, gonna be on the Kiss Cruise with me, um, oh, and uh, Cruise Fest. So that ought to be fun. All right, one last one. I'm gonna read. This is for my good friend Doug Middleton. Slide it in episode. Love the chemistry. You guys need to do more podcasts together. Stop bringing in other people on and just keep you three. I have a question for you. Why are there so many music podcasts? Would it be better if you all get together, make a little community versus everybody working on their own and possibly doing the same material? Seems like it would be better if you could get all the best in one room and everybody does maybe one or two episodes a month. Am I way off here? I heard about the Shout It Out Loudcast on the Monsters of Rock Cruise. 
you guys should all get on the 2021 cruise. By the way, asking for a friend, are the three of you married? Uh oh. <laughs> Wow. Uh-oh. Uh, I, I, yes. Yes. <laughs> For me. Uh-oh. Um, um, there's a reason why uh, <laughs> I am not. So I, of all us on the group text in our little community, that means Sonny. That means Tommy. That means Steve from Potter Than Hell. That means uh, Fucko Leghorn from Growing Up Rock. And that means Murph. All of you are married. What the fuck does that say about me? It doesn't say anything. <laughs> it means you're available. That's what it says. Yeah, but but Helga, the hairy gorilla giant. What did he say? Fucking Marty White. What did he say last last week? Oh, he called, oh I don't even remember <laughs> what the hell he said. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I thought that one was a riot. Um, yeah, unfortunately, um, these guys are all taken, um, except uh, except myself. And um, yeah, we're not, I'm not into hairy giant women. Um, so, but to, but, but to follow up on his question, so and I, I appreciate the kind words. That th- those emails are awesome. But we we like. You you want all these different shows. You want these different perspectives, these different voices, these different senses of humor. That's why we like these guys and we like these shows. I mean, maybe once in a while we may, you know, cross over or something. But you you, you don't you want to get your you want to get your entertainment and especially your music podcast, your music discussion slash analysis, whatever you want that from different people. Check out the different shows, find what's right for you. But you know, you want it to be different and unique. And that's why that's why I I subscribe to tons and tons of podcasts i can't even keep up anymore but that's what that's what everybody should be doing yeah you got to be careful it doesn't become radio right because most of radio now is basically like three or four big guys and uh they tell you exactly what to do and podcasts could easily become that uh if you start you know getting together somebody says no you shouldn't do that clip hey watch your language hey we're kiss positive we're kiss negative we're not going to do anything with blah 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 record company like i think it's just better if everybody stays independent absolutely yep yeah and i I, uh, you know for my personal uh perspective is the fact that i enjoy not knowing what sunny and steve uh, steven are going to do next week i enjoy yeah potter than hell like seeing it come through my phone what their next episode is i i uh it's a release for all of us it's an outlet i don't want that balled up and everybody's got to wait and then everyone's got to take their turns and only get 10 minutes an episode to talk when they can have their own episode and talk for as long as they want um we all are we have like you know a lot of similar tastes but we're all quite different too and i think you guys should give it a, a chance and find out what you like and what you don't and see where it goes yeah, and I'd also tell you, people just don't know this, right? When you listen to us on the surface and, you know, you take your six or seven most favorite rock podcast, let's say, and we might all sound similar and be t- talking about similar things, behind the scenes, everybody edits different, everybody edits to a different level, everybody's got their niches on how they do stuff. Like, if, if you... 
uh, Zeus said, Hey, we'll do an episode and I'll edit it. Steven, you just be on it. He'd go nuts. Like he has to have control over that edit. Yep. Um, he shares it with me every once in a while, but even me, I, I'm like, I know he's really proud of how the editing goes on our podcast. So I'm very careful to edit to the same level and I haven't reached his level yet. Yep. Right. Yeah. I've gotten better at it over time, but he's the one who taught me. Otherwise he wasn't going to let me do it. And your, your reality is if you got a brand that that's important to you, then that's what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And no, I, right. I, he's been helpful to us in the beginning too, as much as we give him a couple, you know, fun shots here and there. He's, he knows his shit and he's been Absolutely. a gracious guy and a good friend. So absolutely. No doubt. Yep. All right. Um, we end this with lyrics. Who wants to go first? Sonny, go, go ahead, first. my friend. <clears throat> me, 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 you, 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 they, 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 <clears throat> there's a sleepy town south of the border. If you go there once, you'll be there twice. Lots of purdy girls coming by the dozens. The white sand sure makes a tan look nice. Oh, poetry. All right. Oh, forgive me, father, for I have sinned. I've been through hell and back again. I shook hands with the devil, looked him in the eye, looked like a long lost friend. Nice. nice Zeus. Deep. Yes. Um, I, I just, I was having kiss withdrawal, so I had to come up with this one. She's so fine. How about a nine on a 10 scale with long legs, straight up, straight on up. Her lunch pail. What the fuck is that? So I'm, lunch pail. So you picked oh. the lyric from the best song on the album. That's perfect. Oh my god, <laughs> gentlemen. Um, thank you, thank you, Sonny. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, uh, Kiss Army and Van Halen Army. Thank you, everybody. Uh, Sonny, thanks as always for joining us. Zeus, always a great time. And I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, everybody loves Van Halen. Let's see what people think of this album. Yeah, it was a pleasure, man. Always fun, guys. Yeah, and one last thank you because I reminded these two fucking assholes in the beginning oh. to say fucking thank you to our friend Tony Musalem that did our opening riff for our um, for these bonus and we're now on episode three, and we've yet to properly remember to thank the gentleman. Thank you, Tony. We really appreciate it. Check out Restrained. You can find them online. They're everywhere. Restrained and Tony, great guys, great band. Check them out. Yes, guys? thank you, Tony. Finally, it only took us three episodes with one second left to remember to thank you. But thank you, buddy. Much appreciated. And like Zeus said, check out Restrained. Damn it. It was my job to remind you. And I was trying to forget again. So we'd have to talk about it on the fourth episode. F you, Tony. That's for you. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Thank you guys. Uh, peace out. Girl Scout.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.